Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to another episode of Lectures of Fallen Wisdom. I am Logan Sykes, Logan Wade Sykes. Um, some call me Mike Trojan. Others call me Lone Hawk. Others call me Logan from the future. Um, I'm here to talk about what the ultimate goal of these letters is and what it has always been and is to hone our emotional framework so that we are experiencing the maximum amount of bliss. Now, of course, bliss is a concept emotion. It cannot be arrived at sheerly through tactile means. It can't be something that is purely sensual. It has a mental component. It has a motivational component. It has a component of accomplishment. Now, the thing that people most get off on, of course, is accomplishment. But accomplishment comes with very hard work. And a lot of people just aren't willing to go through the hard work to get that feeling. And so they chase after that feeling in different ways. They try to get it vicariously through entertainment. They try to, um, it's less trying to get that feeling, but then rather to get, to distract yourself from the negative feeling that you're not achieving, that you're not working towards your goal. Ultimately, because of the way the Western culture has created our minds through just mental training. I mean, we are subjected to Western education and Western education's principal goal has become the dissatisfaction with the current self. So this is supposed to get you either to, in in most cases it does, it gets you to strive for, to do better, to do better than you do better than your just average, do better than your parents. Always don't accept your imperfection, but always look at it as an opportunity to grow. Now, that's the positive way to deal with that thought, that it's never good enough. Because make no mistake, that's the thought they're trying to put into your head every day. In every way, you have your potential is here and you're here. And it's always way below that. And they always tell you that. And they, they, it becomes then a second, um, it becomes your conscious view of yourself. It, if, they, if, if they successfully implant it, you are forever a rat on a wheel chasing a treat that can never be attained. Remember that. Why is that? Because if the Western world is holding up your, you're living up to your potential as the ideal, then that's an ideal you can never reach because by definition, your potential always outruns what you've accomplished. No one ever lives up to their full, full potential. 
under the under the Western world's concept of potential. And I might note that the Western world is really the only is really the originator of this concept. If you were to talk to somebody in a tribal society, they would have no concept of potential. If you asked them whether or not they were living up to their potential, they would they would be confused. You you would be asking them if they could be any more them than they actually are. Well, that's impossible. So from their view of potential, if you were to introduce it to them, would be to say, I am the most perfect version of Logan that I can be. Well, that's absolutely true on some sense because there's no other me. So, of course, I am the most perfect one. And if you start to, like, twist your understanding and, under, and understand that this is just step back from it and realize that this has been, this is what they've done to your mind. They've done this to get you to feel dissatisfied and to go out there and go to your job and slave away for some future where you've got everything, where you've got all the money you need and you've got the resources and you can just sit back and relax and enjoy. Now, mind you, that day for most people doesn't come until they're fucking retiring and they're old. And that's the whole trick of the Western world. That's why we've been so innovative. That's why they've been able to commandeer this collective energy because it comes, it's wrought from the dissatisfaction inculcated by the original teaching. Now, if you ask Nietzsche, this teaching goes all the way back. It goes back to Plato. It goes back before Christianity. Christianity kind of hijacked it for its own purposes. It's just the ideal of it's it's just the idea of the ideal man, and of course Jesus embodied that, and he became the model of the ideal man, the ideal loving prophet who got a little snippy now and then. So you look at that and you're like, well. Even Jesus got annoyed now and then. So is he a really good example? If you were to really be the ideal peaceful man, wouldn't you have not a bad thing to say, not a snappy comeback, not, you know, you're not giving anyone lip, right? (laughs) But my point is there is no way to, to, to be happy and have the Western's concept of potential be ruling your head. It's a recipe for unhappiness. And unhappiness is what has spurred the Industrial Revolution. It's spurred all this new technology. People are trying to run away from this essential unhappiness. And that is the reason why the Western world developed the technology before anyone else. And but now what's happened is when the West now that the Western world has exported its technology, it has also exported its mindset and its school uh, inculcation that you are never enough. You could be better. You could always improve. There's always you know this plateau that you need to get to, and then after that plateau is another plateau, and it's never ending. And you can never 
reach your potential, but you must always keep trying. So you see the essential, um, I mean, there's good intention behind it, but like I said, there's a good side to it, and I've explained that. Now, the bad side is a lot of people, you know, they can't keep up. They have a voice in their head, negative, telling them that they're no good, that they'll never get anywhere, and it's pointless to even try. They get very discouraged, and some, yes, many, commit suicide. Now, I'm willing to bet that the number of suicides in the West is vastly outnumbers those in any other uh, culture. Uh, the Western culture produces the most depressed people imaginable. And, of course, they offer you, in many cases, if you really get into the Christian religion, uh, there is there is this escape valve, which I found fascinating with us talking to somebody who is, a tr- you know, a real um, hardcore Christian who reminded me that she sees miracles every day. And she does so because she believes so strongly in these principles. Now, the principles, when you break them down do have the, I mean, they are true in the letters of fallen wisdom canon. They're all true. Essentially, what what the the true Christian message is, is that if you just recognize that you have these negative emotions, recognize that you have fear, recognize that you have anger at somebody else, recognize that you have guilt about yourself, just acknowledge it, okay? And say to yourself, I forgive myself. I forgive that person who did that transgression to me. I will never have fear. Fear will only block my love. And love is all that God wants out of me. And so I will, I will have faith in God, have no fear, and it will have, and will cast these negative emotions outside of my head, and I will live in bliss. And if you truly believe that Jesus Christ is sitting there, like floating around next to you, essentially, that you can just talk to, and you can give everything to him that's negative, you can say, you died for our sins, so here's this guilt. Like, take it from me, Jesus. I, I, you know, I acknowledge what I did was wrong, and I, I forgive myself. You take the guilt, Jesus, and Jesus will take it. I mean, so they have this, this confidant sitting next to them, no matter where they are, to speak to, to tell their deepest secrets, and to, to, um to know, to get the sense of comfort and intimacy that they are never alone, no matter in their darkest, deepest dungeons, they can always talk to God. And God, because of what Jesus did, can now take all this pain away and leave us in total bliss. And when we really tap into that, once we get into the bliss state, then we have superpowers. Then we can command miracles. 
But of course, in the Western world, they want you limited. They want your spiritual powers at their very lowest because they would rather you not have fun exercising these great powers. They want you to be dissatisfied so you'll play with all the industrial created toys that have come out so that, well, now, frankly, now that you're listening to this podcast, it's one of those creations. So, of course, this instinct to inculcate within within man, it was Plato's vision. Uh, to some extent, I don't believe it was Jesus' uh, mission. I think Jesus essentially was just trying to communicate the message that I just was talking about, just the idea of forgiveness. Forgive the people that um, have upset you. Let go of all your grudges. Give love to every single human being that you come into contact with. And then and only then will you start manifesting serious spiritual power, the power that most people have been ascribing to sorcerers. There's no such thing as sorcery. Sorcery comes, if there is any such thing, out of being like a, an absolute saint. And you can't have any doubt about it. So, And, of, of course, a saint can't carry any grudges. A saint can't have any lingering guilt that they have not owned up to. Of course you're going to have guilt. But you're going to own up to it the minute you have it and give it to, you want to call it to God, you want to call it to the universe, whatever it is, just put it out of your mind. Your mind needs to be as still as a lake. So that's why I always go back to the breathing uh, issue. Now, there's this new breathing exercise that I want you guys to try. It's You'll take in a deep breath and then take in two more. Taking two more short ones right after it. Taking the deepest breath you can and then take two more short afterwards. That's going to interrupt your pattern of self-hate. Your pattern of self-hate is essentially your thinking mind, your mind that is thinking without your intention. It has been set up to voice self-hate. Yes, we figured it out, ladies and gentlemen. That's why you're depressed. It's not your fault. They want you to be depressed. Otherwise, you won't go shopping. You won't go out and buy great food. You won't go out and do all kinds of things that the Western culture needs you to do to keep this economy running. They can't have everybody all blissed out. They wouldn't buy anything. They wouldn't need anything. All you need, honestly, in this world is a little room to sleep in, Some uh, uh, seriously, Two changes of clothes. Wash one, wear the other. Hang the other up. You don't even need a washer dryer. Hand wash. You know what I mean? All this stuff that we enjoy, that we need. We do laundry. We have this load, load of laundry. And we do all this stuff to service this, this kind of living, which has been built for over 2,000, even more years, 3,000 years on self-hate so when you want to interrupt because 
make no mistake, when you're not paying attention, the self-hate is talking in your ear. It's telling you you suck. It's telling you you're never going to get anywhere. It's telling you you're dying. It's telling you you're about to fucking die. You better hurry up and live or you'll because your life is getting short and like time is running out. All that shit. That's all Western thought. First of all, they tell you that you're never that you're going to die. So there's they give you a ticking clock. Then they tell you that it's up to you that you have to live a good life. You know, they show all these people living these really good lives on TV and they're saying they want you to aspire to that. So of course, what are you going to do? You're going to slave away at your job. You're going to put away that money. You're going to keep watching other people live really great lives, but you won't be, you'll be slaving away in service of your concept of getting to that great life. And so you're a very industrious fellow. You're very good for the Western economy, and that's what they need. They need dissatisfied, unhappy workers. So congratulations. Now, how do you interrupt that dissatisfied unhappiness? Hey, any way you can. Now, in past episodes, I've even uh, suggested that you go to entertainment to block out the thoughts of negative, of, of, of sad, of just get your mind hooked on some kind of entertainment that is positive, that's funny, um, like a sitcom or whatever. It's better than fucking leaving your mind to its own devices since it's been programmed to drill in the unhappiness. It's just the worker... Um, it's the worker mindset that they need for this economy, for all this technology that we've, we've cooked up. We need a lot of unhappiness. And so they try to, and so every once in a while somebody escapes and they're so fucking happy. They have this huge smile on their face and they can't communicate to these fucking dissatisfied workers who just see their life going by them and just they just don't feel like they're where they want to be ever because what they'll never be where they want to be because by definition where they want to be is impossible to get to it's perfection okay so most people are actually depressed that they're not perfect which is absolutely absurd but it's the contradiction of our time and that's what I call the age of nihilistic self-regret. This is the this is the age we're in, and you need to be able to break that flow. So break it up with entertainment. Watch some good movies. Get into the movie. Don't think about your life. Just think about the movie and how the working parts of the movie. Stop thinking about your life. Your life is not going anywhere. You can fucking stop thinking about it. Is what I'm saying is don't think about it aimlessly. You can think about it all you want directedly, but guess what? You don't need to. Okay, you their mind is here as a it's like a it's 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 searching it's a homing device on how to get bliss. That's all it should be used for. So if it's causing you to lose bliss, then it's actually not performing its function correctly but 
You need to understand all this so that you can just get to that point. So you need to get to a point where your mind is still, where you're not you're you're interrupting that pattern of negativity. Because that pattern of negativity, there's a byproduct to that. It creates a personality that ultimately creates a reality in front of it that is not blissful. So a person who is not forgetting his his self-hate is always going to act in the wrong way into the future and create ripples of bad karma that then have to he has to deal with or she has to deal with in the future. So if you want to be acting right from here on forward, you cannot be clouded by the um, by this self-hate matrix that has been imposed upon your mind by thousands of years of Western philosophy. It's just, it's just uh, Nietzsche was very good at identifying him. I recommend reading any of his stuff. He's mostly, I would read, gosh, um, it's it's a little inscrutable. I would probably go to human, all too human. Uh, that's probably the best explanation. And it just he's very clear. He's just well, actually he's not clear at all. But when you when you really break it down, he totally understood it. And he called the you know he hated Plato and, and Socrates for that. Mm-hmm. Just this just. Starting this idea of the perfect philosophical man, the ideal man and the ideal city and all these ideals, they, when we measure ourselves up against, and then we get depressed when we look at them. So you, you understand the problem. So you understand that your aimlessly thinking mind needs to be interrupted as, as often as you can. And one of the best ways that I've come up with lately is that breathing technique where you take in a large breath and then try to take in a couple more and then hold it for a little while and then let it go. And then generally when you are breathing, bring yourself back to the aquatic human days. Imagine you're inside, uh, you're like a whale and and you're going under and you're swimming in this air what would you do? You would take a deep breath, you would hold it, and you would only let it out slowly as you swam, and then only when you came to the surface to take in more air would you go back down. Practice doing that kind of breathing, too. That's another good way of just, we're trying to interrupt the um, unintentional thinking that goes on in our minds, because that is what's aging us. That is what's causing us to reach out for really, like, um, tasty food. We want taste to, to, to do it for us. We want people run to food, and they shove food in their mouth to block out the negative emotions that uh, they are thinking. And what they're thinking of, oh, my life oh, it's not where I want it to be and I'm not trying and I'm just sitting here wasting time and procrastinating and and that's your mind like 
it sucks. So you need to like, you need to do something. Okay. Just distract yourself from it. Read a fucking good book. Do anything that is not negative, obviously. Creative is better. Uh, but don't remember when you're doing it, be all in and remember that why you're doing it. Okay. I'm not just saying here, go sit and watch TV because a lot of people, what they do is they sit and watch TV and they just let their mind run. They think about their problems and then they pay attention a little bit on the TV. That's no good. Okay. Realize why you're doing certain things. You're doing them to interrupt this thought process of negativity. A lot of people, they, they'll do that, but then they'll keep engaging in it. So like if you're eating like a really good pizza, slice of pizza to interrupt your mind processes of negativity, a lot of people just eat that pizza and still think the negative thoughts. So it's actually not really doing the trick. So use it for what it's intended to be doing. So when you do eat something, like be all in on eating it and taste it and enjoy it. And don't think about anything else except that you're eating this food and it's good. So everything that you are just coming into contact with, try to merge with the the present tense and be there in that moment. And that it will be one of the greatest ways to stop this flow of negative thinking that has been fed into your mind since you were like one years old and you didn't learn to walk fast enough and you took a little too long to shit uh, in a uh, toilet or whatever. So that's my lecture for today. It's interrupting the flow of negativity, the flow of depression that has been put into your mind for the purposes of making you a, a, an inventing, artistic, productive worker in the Western culture. Congratulations. You've graduated. And now you will soon notice the magic of total bliss. Total bliss.